Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show. And a moral lesson is told at the end of each episode. One notable episode is one called The Price, in which a boy buys a drug called Spin. He was smoking that Spin. It's Wes. Becomes addicted to it. And dies of an overdose. We need oh, no. more cartoons like that these days for these badass. And Walker. Will these kids die of drugs? Yes, so they Sounds can learn their lesson visible. and know not to do it. If somebody fictional dies, they'll learn not to do it in okay. non-fiction. You know what I'm saying? And for that it. reason, mm-hmm. Marshall Bravestar, Tech Tex, New Texas is straight. Fire! I had the action figure Bravestar, but my mom wouldn't let me get Tex Hat. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Oh, come on, Mom. Why didn't you do that? You said it was too demonic. Well, maybe it's because a kid died of drugs. One more hour to go on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Happy Football Friday. Happy Fitty Friday. It was the second bullet point on the rundown today in all caps <laughs> after Football Friday. Somebody was excited to get this airtime. Speaking of the person you're taking over for getting the airtime today, Wes texted us about an hour before the show started, and he said, Good morning. If I have time, I would like to call in and talk bleep today. But he hasn't done it. We haven't gotten a text. He hasn't said, I have some time. When can I call in? Anything like that. But I am a little interested in what that bleep he wanted to talk was. And so maybe we won't find out until he comes back on Monday. I, I hope he finds the time. But at least it means more airtime for you, which clearly you're excited for because you all capsed it on the rundown. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, <laughs> you, you always get excited when you get to step into the co-hosting chair. Um, you know, the, whenever I play Piano Man as the, the board op, it still hits. But, you know, when I'm co-hosting a show and, you know, if, if, I, if I dare say carrying the, 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 the show today. Do it, you dare. You huh? know, it really hits different. And we got one more hour to go to a, a fun football-filled weekend, um, which is going to be headlined by my Dallas Cowboys kicking the Panthers' ass on Sunday. The first sign of trash talk from you, by the way. Yep, I've, I've stayed quiet. I'm nervous. So, but wait, now are you changing your tune? Because now you're talking about, you know, you're talking your own belief. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where like, if, if, if we, if we lose on Sunday, I could almost argue this would be worse than losing Arizona because Arizona has been competitive. Yeah. yeah. No, it would be, you know, um, and, but also they lost to Arizona on my birthday and they really just soured my, my birthday, but yeah. And then have to listen to Mac. Cause that's the thing about Mac. The Panthers would be two and eight. But Mac would talk on on Monday as if this team just won the Super Bowl. I welcome it. <laughs> I would love for him to talk all sorts of crap to you, especially if the Dallas Cowboys being as good as they are, if they lose to the Carolina Panthers in two of the losses, man, how similar would that be to your favorite college football team? Hey, don't don't start <laughs> losing to Arizona and Carolina. Just like Carolina lost to Virginia and Georgia Tech. That would be, and Georgia Tech, not a bad football team. No. But also a bad loss considering the wins, considering what was on the line. Uh, Virginia would certainly fit that bill. Man, the parallels between Dallas and North Carolina would be all too similar. And I don't know if I'd be given the same space to go to the foul line about a non-local team. Like I, like with, with the Tar Heels, 
It was. It makes a lot of sense. I'm a diehard. You knew I was going to go there, but like the Cowboys aren't local. But losing to a bad local team, I think, would allow me the space to go to the foul line. But then West would pile on too. It would. It would get hostile. Speaking of the Tar Heels, you look like you're about ready to go to Chapel Hill and participate in layup lines today. I wish. All Carolina blue on, mm-hmm. which isn't all that different. But you have the Michael Jordan old school jersey. It looks great. It looks great. But you even have the high Nike socks. You got the Jordans on the University Blues. You've worn them probably what this is like your third time. You haven't. You got them recently. Yeah. But you are decked out, and it looks like you're ready to go participate in layup lines, playing for Hubert Davis. That's how decked out you are, which is something you do. You'll do it for the Mets games as well. Yeah, and I, I think tonight with UC Riverside coming to Chapel Hill the first time ever, that school from the uh, historic Big West makes their trip. This could be a game where Church League Fitty would get some action, so I'm dressed for the occasion. The short-bearded dude said, it's just Mac. I would just give him hell on the text line, too. Ha ha. Uh, 704 with a couple of expletives in here as well. He is not happy. (laughs) No, he's not. He said, Fitty is a bleeping Jets fan. He needs to shut his mouth. Yeah, we did have that Jets stint for a little while. Jets Fitty's still there. I watch him every week when they're on national TV, which... Feels like every week. How are you feeling about Zach Wilson so far? Oh, God. I just wonder if he's never... I don't know if I can go there. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. I was going to make a joke about his off-the-field practices. I gotcha. I, yeah, a bunch of mom stuff. Got yeah. I, I don't know if he's as successful with them as he is as completing passes to his teammates. Uh, Myron Goodman wrote in, Fiddy, it's a fun-filled hoops weekend. Football's an afterthought, except for the heels this weekend. Something you might agree with, given your attire. Yeah, I mean, Feast Week is officially underway. We got some on in the studio right now, but still a pretty important weekend on the college gridiron. A rather good NFL slate. Mm-hmm. Feast Week starts Monday with Maui and all that stuff getting underway. So I love my hoops. I'll be dialed in tonight to the heels, but it's still football season. I did want to ask this to the text line. It's a questioning of first today. I ask you what the first pair of Jordans you ever got or the first pair of shoes that you really wanted that you can remember from back in the day. I want to know what your first jersey you ever received. It could be Panthers. It could be NFL it can be anything in the world with Fiddy donning the Michael Jordan North Carolina jersey. 704-570-9610. Text into the Carolina Men's Clinic text line. I have one, and it is a doozy. In fact, it coincides with somebody's obscure text name here on the text line. Rick Smiths. That is a true thing. My first jersey ever was a Rick Smiths jersey when I was like four years old, and I still have it. Tiny. As you might, might imagine, four-year-old Walker having a Rick Smith's jersey. But yeah, that was the first one. And I I still have it with pride. And I say it with pride because I love the random names out there. And that's one that I was able to receive. You look like the type of guy that would wear that in 2023 with the utmost confidence. Like, yeah, no, I'm not coming in with You're a right. Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, I have that too, though. Yeah, you know, a, a Reggie Miller, one of those. Now, Rick Smith's, <laughs> you know, with your broad shoulders and, and that defined jawline of yours, no one would question it. The dunking Dutchman to you, Rick Smith. <laughs> 402 said Grant Hill Pistons jersey oh. and teal. One of the better throwback jerseys out there. Yes. The Detroit Pistons, for sure. Especially with the flame mane on the horse. It's so good. Dennis E., Rick was a baller. You ain't lying. 704, Rex Chapman, Hornets jersey. Uh, Coach Jeff said that jersey might be the only Rick Smith jersey ever sold. Maybe. Yeah, it, it just might be. 704 said Muggsy jersey, favored player, made a short second grader feel like he could be a baller. Yeah, Muggsy, 
Muggsy was the man. Panther Bo said KK Short. Also, Purdue Bo. So that would make sense, getting a KK Short. Former guest, uh, guest on the show, KK that's, Short. That's right. We can call him a friend of the show. Yeah, can we? I think we can. If not, I'm going to do it anyway. Last couple ones here. D-Lock wrote in first jersey was LJ, first pair of player shoes. The Dennis Rodmans in 1993. So those are pretty cool. And finally, Myron. We started with Myron. We'll end with Myron Goodman. First jersey, Jordan Bulls jersey. First shoes, Jordan 1s. When they first came out, back before either of you were born. All right. A lot of Michael Jordan love there. Fitty shares the same thing. Speaking of Michael Jordan, it's a new era for the Charlotte Hornets because Michael Jordan did sell majority stake in the team. He's no longer the majority owner, minority owner still. But that title, majority owner, belongs to both Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. And a lot of people have been questioning whether you were going to see different practices from this franchise because of new ownership and the reputation that the Charlotte Hornets had developed under Michael being the lead guy for over a decade. Miles Bridges is now back into the fold. We know that he's missed 92 games of Hornets basketball because not this past offseason, but the one before that, he turned himself in on an alleged domestic violence incident. He did. He was arrested. He did turn himself in to be arrested for felony domestic violence. He would eventually plead no contest after we got continuance after continuance in that court process. And so as he pled no contest last year, or maybe earlier this season, we eventually got an update on a violation of the protection order. And that allowed us to have to talk about this once more. The NBA did not put out any statement on Miles Bridges as far as him being suspended furthermore based off of their own investigation. There's a new court process now because of this protection order violation. There was a court date on November 13th that has since been continued and there's going to be another court date on February 20th, I believe, somewhere in the February 20s, uh, 20s of 2024. We all know what the situation's been with Miles, but he's back after this 10-game suspension was over and done with post-Miami Heat game this past Tuesday. He's expected to play a significant role. Steve Clifford told you quite a few times that once Miles Bridges is eligible to play, he'll play a significant role. Miles had media availability yesterday for the first time in a while, and here's what he had to say to media about his return. I know a lot of people feel feel away about me being back, and I understand that. And I have to, like I said before, gain their trust back. So I'm just going out there, looking out there to play. I feel like if I if I can get us some more wins, I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. I'm just trying to trying to get out there and, and help the team as much as I can, you know. And I miss I miss playing against these fans. Why do you think we're deserving of another chance? Here? Um, just because of the type of person I am, you know. The, the Hornets know who I am. NBA know who I am, um, so I feel like that. How do you make sure nothing happens anymore off the court? We don't bring any more negativity to the organization uh, as you move forward here. Yeah, just stay locked in on basketball. You know, I've been doing my, I've been, I've been locked in on basketball as much as I can. I can't control different stuff that happens. You know, I can control what I can control. You know, I can't control what comes out about me. Um, I just control what I do on the court. Go back home and want to be with my kids and my, and my dogs, and that's all I want to do. I want to go back to the first question that he answered right at the beginning of that clip because that's what I find the most troubling. In that answer, when he asked about his, when he was asked about his return, in the middle of that statement, he said, "I feel like if I can get us some more wins, 
I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. It's damning because he's not wrong. I don't think he's wrong. You can feel some type of way about him saying it, but he's not wrong in saying, if I help the team get more wins, then people's perspective will change a little on me. Now, there's some loaded stuff here. One, it's not even victories. It's the very idea that your team might be able to get more victories with him on the floor, that you're already embracing Miles Bridges' return. It's not even the fact that he's helped them win one game. There are going to be cheers tonight when Miles Bridges is introduced. There are going to be cheers, despite him having missed 92 games because of him turning himself in for a felony domestic violence arrest. And you're going to cheer him because you want the Charlotte Hornets to get as many wins as possible. I just want to have a basketball team, too. But that's not necessarily the case here. Think about how unrelated it is for this team to get a few victories and for that to change your perspective on a guy that pled no contest to domestic violence, felony domestic violence. We can all agree. You don't have to have many IQ points to understand winning should not have an effect on how you view Miles Bridges because of the because of the incident involving the mother of his children. But the fact that he says that, and you can understand how the team is banking on us not talking about it anymore. As time goes on, we won't be talking about it nearly as much. It's unfortunate that they're right here. So anybody that's defending Miles, anybody that is telling you, well, he deserves a second chance. Yeah, I look, I understand second chances. I get that sentiment. He's not wrong also in saying that he has to earn the trust of the fans back. And my question to you, for everybody that's saying, hey, well, he deserves a second chance. What has he done to show you that he's earned your trust? What has he done? I believe in rehabilitation as much as anybody. I hope that Miles Bridges rehabilitates from whatever caused that situation to happen. Because it benefits everyone involved. It benefits him. It benefits Michelle Johnson. It benefits his children. So I'm very sure of what I want out of this situation. What I want and what I would imagine most people want that are saying Miles deserves a second chance is for Miles to rehabilitate. We can disagree on how that might come about, what's best for him. But we certainly want some change from Miles Bridges. Does it feel like he actually has a grasp of the severity of the situation when he says, I feel like if I can get us some more wins... I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. Why wasn't staying out of trouble? Look, I, I, I got to do a lot of things to earn the fans trust. I got to do a lot. I got to make sure those situations don't happen and I can only control what I can control. There's truth to that. 100% there's truth to that. But then you go to, well, as long as we win some games, I'll be good. Does that show that he truly understands what it means to help yourself, what it means to go through some form of rehabilitation. Because it doesn't to me. And yet Miles Bridges, correctly, is guessing that as long as we get more wins, no, not even that, as long as you think I'm going to help you get more wins, then the perspective will change, or it won't change at all because you already were embracing my return. 
And that's why I have a problem with some of the comments that he had yesterday, and specifically that part. I feel like if I can get us some more wins, I feel like people's perspective will change a little bit on me. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's dig in a little bit more to the Carolina Panthers-Dallas Cowboys history on the other side of the break. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. more segments to go on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Willie P going to be taking over for Kyle Bailey from 3 to 6 p.m. I saw you looking for it. You, you get Seriously? There. Yeah, you got so many to comb through. That's yeah. the only problem. It might kill some time, but well, I, I did want to hear it. I was on our music page, and then not to make things awkward, but we just got some breaking news from the WBTV app. George Brown, the drummer and co-founder of Cool and the Gang. Um, he passed away at 74, mm. and I know we know that's a we we played some of their music quite a bit on the show. Right. Um, I was gonna let you be aware because I sure we'd get a text or two. So I was kind of just indistracted, and then you brought up Willie, and I just don't like thinking about no, Willie. No, no, seriously. The, oh dang, that's that's tough for Willie. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting transitions that we took there, so we can <laughs> uh, try to make sense of all that a little bit later on as well. I did want to get to the text line. A uh, Granny Pat wrote in. Fitty, you were my favorite person on WFNZ. But after hearing your intense love for Dallas, you're dropping 20%. Granny. Wait, hold on. Now it's up for grabs. Granny Pat, I'm waving my hand high. Just know that I would embrace your love as much as Fitty would. And now that he's dropping 20%, I'm just saying, reconsider some things. Granny Pat, you know that it's all love from me uh, coming back to you. But did you not hear... The famous words that Nada Edwards left as he was finishing his interview. No, no, Hashtag no, 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 let no. Fitty cook. <laughs> GP, don't 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 mess with me. That's not that's not gonna help. That's not gonna help. Anything. Oh, you know it's gonna be a drop when we come back on Monday. Y'all were. I'm I'm sure you already have it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you already have it made and ready to go, and I'm sure it's circulating every single commercial break. I actually want to continue the Miles Bridges conversation. We're getting some interaction on the Carolina Men's Clinic text line at 704-570-9610. So we can read some of these here. Um, Jack wrote in, our relationship as fans with Miles Bridges is strictly transactional. We want our team to win. We expect him to help us win. Yeah, this is where I don't want to legislate fandom on such a strict basis because I understand that. Look, as we see Miles Bridges contribute to this team in a winning way, in a positive way, whatever, let's say that he caps off a 10-0 run to bring the Charlotte Hornets back in the game in the fourth quarter, and now there's a real chance to win. The other team calls timeout. That's at the height of whatever noise is going on in the Spectrum Center. You might be celebrating what the Hornets are doing, in part because of the way that Miles Bridges is helping that team. I don't expect you to sit down 
and not cheer on the team. Like, I get you are a fan of the Charlotte Hornets who are going to be here for a while. At least, I, I think. I don't want to put any bad juju on them leaving the city, but you get the idea. Yeah, I, I don't want to legislate fan fandom really in any way. What I am going to have a problem with, and Fiddy, I'll, I'll let you talk on this too if you want to. I, what I am going to have a problem with is when he's introduced in whatever capacity, whether it be the starting lineup tonight. It's a real possibility, man. I mean, Gordon Hayward being questionable, Brandon Miller, questionable. They started Teo Maladon and JT Thor, where if you are trying to put the most talented group of players on the floor, Miles Bridges is that. Yep. So I could see Steve Clifford starting Miles Bridges, and if not, we know that he's going to get a decent amount of run, at least in his first game back since the suspension. But I'm going to feel poorly. I'm going to feel bad deep within me when... I hear a lot of the cheers, if, I guess, I'm not so sure, but if I hear a lot of cheers, like so enthusiastic that he's returning, embracing Miles Bridges immediately upon his announcement, because the guy hadn't even done anything for the team as of yet. In fact, honestly, he's made things really hard on the team so far. If you wanted to view this from a cynical standpoint, which is the bottom line, how are the Hornets helped in all of this? He's hurt them, okay? That's not even the thing you should be focused on. You should be focused on the well-being of his family. But if you wanted to view it from a bottom line standpoint, hey, all I care, it's only transactional. I only care about them winning. Okay. We can cheer for him when he makes a basket. I get that. Do whatever you want. I'll understand that a lot more so. It's going to be complicated. I'm not here to look past the complexity of this issue as you pull for a team and as we're a month out of his return. But when he is introduced... I'm not even telling you to boo. I think booing is lame at some points in time. Like, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, get all mad, out, you know, get outraged, whatever. Just the cheering, the enthusiasm, the energy, and you clapping to prove it to the people that have a problem with the way that this situation had been handled by the NBA, by the Charlotte Hornets. That's going to look poorly on you, at least from this point of view, at least from where I stand. And you got to figure out what's best for you in your own way. That's fine. But I can tell you how I'm going to feel about it watching the Spectrum Center with the cheers and boos and whatever the scale is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, like I'll focus on that text where he says our relationship is transactional. We want our team to win and we expect him to help us win. Look, we we're all we're all fans and the passion that we have become, you know, it comes from this this want and this desire to watch our team win. And y'all hear me whenever my team does not win. I go on, you know, illicit rants and, and I and I freak out and I lose my mind. But at, at what cost do you want to win? Because I want the as as much as y'all make me out to be this NBA hater and not not this big Hornets guy, I want the Hornets to be good. Because I'm a basketball guy at heart. And when this team is good, it's fun seeing that building field every night. It's fun seeing that energy in the building every night. They're a fun team to talk about with all the young stars they have. But do I want to do I want to win at the cost of that guy being the forefront of helping this team win? I don't think so. And if this team is going to turn it around, don't you feel like he's going to play a big part? Like he's maybe your second most talented player on the roster right now behind LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Yes, and I and I, I think that's where I struggle as just a person is like I want the teams that we cover to win, but do I want to win with with the 
bad human being? Do I want to win with bad people? To me, that answer is no. So there's a couple of things. One, this turns into a conversation as you open that door, understandably. And if the Charlotte Hornets should have him return at all is a question for some people. And right now. And Nada talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the one o'clock hour. And you can't understand his points. We've seen this happen with other instances of domestic violence coming from talented athletes before Miles Bridges. A lot of it happening more so in the NFL. The NBA is not foreign to players in domestic violence situations, but it's happened in the NFL a decent amount as well. And we can draw upon those examples. What happens is, let's look at the Kansas City example with a couple of players, to be honest with you. Kareem Hunt is seen in a video kicking a woman on the floor of a hotel lobby. Kareem Hunt is dropped from Kansas City. He gets picked up by Cleveland, and they have one of the best running back duos in all of football for about three years. Kansas City is you know, praised for doing the right thing to some capacity. Cleveland picks him up. They might get ridiculed for a little while, but then they reap the benefits of having another talented player alongside Nick Chubb. And we all know what happened with Tyreek Hill. Let's not forget, Tyreek Hill was drafted so late in the process because there were off-the-court issues with him. We heard the audio that I won't repeat here while he was already in the NFL, but Tyreek Hill is, like, you know, you could argue he's the best receiver. The guy makes winning plays constantly, and yet we see Tyreek Hill covered in a light that celebrates his on-field accomplishments, which I understand. Like, you can be a fan of Miami and pull for Tyreek Hill scoring a touchdown. You can be a fan of Kansas City and pull for Tyreek Hill scoring a touchdown. There are plenty of other examples to go to. I'm not here to tell you to give up your fandom of the Charlotte Hornets. I understand why the Hornets are like, look, we didn't kick him off the team. We're going to bring him back. Why should it be our team that suffers from losing a talent like Miles if another team is going to pick Miles up and have and, you know reap the benefits of that on a team-friendly deal, might I add? It's it's not right to think about it in that way, but it's going to happen. We can be real about that because we've seen it happen before. So whether the Charlotte Hornets made the right decision in bringing them back or not, I understand both sides. But what I'm here to say is when we discuss how we cover Miles Bridges, which has been a question circulating on Twitter, like, are you going to boo or cheer for him when he's introduced? Are you going to boo or cheer for him as the season, as his career goes on? How are you as a media member? going to cover miles it sounds to me that a lot more complicated than it actually is yeah because to like i understand why you might think it's really complicated on how we should cover miles i get that there's there's certainly some complexity but we've gone through it before this isn't unprecedented by any stretch of the imagination i just brought a couple of examples it would be weird and i don't know how much good it would do to bring up the audio every time Tyreek Hill catches a pass. It would be weird. I'm not sure what good would come from it to show the video every, t- every time Kareem Hunt rushes the football. We're not going to do that when Miles Bridges is catching an alley-oop from LaMelo or goes off for 25 points. Certainly not a month from now, not a year from now. We're going to cover the team and what we see on the, on the court. And we're going to talk about Miles Bridges and how he affects the team because that's what we've been doing in all these other cases. The important thing to cover when an instance of domestic violence happens, an instance of wrongdoing, is to not ignore the wrongdoing when it happens. 
and we can discuss some of the problems that we have with the organizations, with these franchises, with these leagues that address it the way they do if we do not deem it fit to the situation. That's when we can address it. The important thing is not to ignore it. But for all those, hey, how are you going to cover it? It's going to be like, yeah, I, I get you might feel a little weird. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to do the Tiger Woods fist pump when Miles Bridges slams it home. Like, I, I don't know about that. I don't know how I'm going to feel. It's hard to project. But we're going to talk about his impact with the team because we still cover the team. Yep. And it doesn't mean that you have to feel great or poor, but we're going to cover the team and how he impacts it and his effect on it. With everybody asking, how should I feel? I don't know. You got to make that decision for yourself. I can't tell you how you feel. But what I can do is hop on the mic and tell you how I feel and how I plan on addressing the issue as we move forward. And it doesn't mean we're going to ignore it if something relevant pops up with this situation in the future. We will address it. Just like we have all offseason long this past offseason, all offseason long last offseason, the day before free agency starts. We will continue to talk about it as need be, but I don't know if it's need be to discuss it anytime Miles Bridges has an impressive play or, or throws a highlight out there. Yeah, I mean, I think the difficult thing, and I mean, you, you'll, you'll deal with this much harder than I because I don't host a, a daily Hornets podcast, is when do we get to the point where we talk about this from just a, a basketball perspective? Like, because, yeah, you mentioned in the NFL, like we like we eventually got to that point where when Tyreek Hill would make a big play or, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt had a big run. It was just he made he, he made a fantastic play. How long is it going to take for us to get there with Miles? I don't know. And, and, and in my opinion, it's going to be a while before we talk about him in just a basketball sense. Yeah, it might take some time. And we were getting to that point, by the way, before this violation, alleged violation of the protection order came up we were getting to that point but it was because another incident happened as to why we're discussing it so much now all right fitty in an awkward transition i believe wes is choosing now to call in and maybe talk some whatever you have to call back he texted yeah so either he's gonna have to call do you want to text him you want to text wes because he's got something he wants to say okay all right you text him you text him Let's make sure Wes gets some Friday airtime in here, even if Fiddy does not want Wes to steal all of the airtime that he's been given because it is a Fiddy Friday and a football Friday. I, I do want to you know, entertain the idea of maybe the Charlotte Hornets winning tonight. As, as weird as all of the feelings might be, heading into the Spectrum Center, watching Miles Bridges return for the first time in 92 games played for the Charlotte Hornets, Giannis is questionable. And the Hornets play the Bucks well. Like in the last couple of years, we've seen LaMelo Ball have his moments. We've seen this team have their moments against this squad. And they played pretty well against the Miami Heat, despite being so undermanned. I, I hope Gordon Hayward can come back. I don't think we have a definitive declaration on him yet. I don't think we have a declaration on Brandon Miller outside of him being questionable. So it's possible those guys will suit up for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. That would be great. And if they can, then you start to get more talent back out there on the floor. When you're starting JT Thor, when you're starting Teo Maladon, it's really going to hurt the squad. Like that's just how it is. And, And JT Thor might be able to help you in spots defensively, but it's not been a great start to the season for him the guy that was supposed to help you salvage something from that 2021 NBA draft, not having Kai Jones, not having James Booknight, and his contract picked up anymore, I should say. He still hurt, but his option wasn't picked up. You thought JT Thor might be able to help. Not been a great start. So 
that's why Miles Bridges actually could start tonight as we continue to talk about it. JT Thor has never seen a shot he does not like. He shoots with a type of confidence on the basketball court. I wish I could shoot with on the dating apps um, because it just doesn't exist. I've seen it both on, on media row. And then when we got the chance to sit courtside last week, he shot a, he was like 35 feet away from the basket and there was nobody near him and, and he pulled it. And I, I, we're, we're talking about this, this morning in the fishbowl and you were like, Oh, well that's coaching. And I was like, well, no, I want you to put the ball in the basket me either drive five feet in and then shoot or maybe take it to the lane. Like there's a reason you're, you're that wide open. But um, yeah, I mean, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, were they as competitive last year as they were under JB? And I don't want to make this into a JB Cliff thing, but don't you do it. <laughs> no, I it, it, it felt like Borrego, as much as any mid mid tier conference team in the East, found a great way to to play Milwaukee tough, small ball five and stuff like that. The Hornets getting Miles Bridges back tonight. We don't know if 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 Miller and, and Gordon are going to be available, but we're gonna be we're gonna be interested to see what they look like because they've told you well, once we get him back, the way we play will be different. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know Steve Clifford in the second half of last season, despite having so many injuries, and it was to the point where you weren't even playing a healthy PJ because it was just so down bad. It's like, all right, you know, we'll we're not winning any more games. We'll see what we can do. Remember, defensively, the biggest problem for this team right now. They were actually one of the better teams defensively last year. That was what was such a shock because they were playing so well on that end of the floor. But now you have guys back, offensive-oriented, LaMelo is back, and offensively the numbers aren't terrible. And some of the advanced stats, the projections, the rating, what they have, they're actually towards the top of the NBA, but they're still not winning ball games. They lost a couple. They lost to the Knicks. They lost to the Heat. And I can understand a loss to the Miami Heat but Steve Clifford didn't even give that team any excuse. So we'll see what kind of press conference. It'll be fascinating. The press conferences from their head coach have been fascinating to start the season. We have him on, right? Got the co-host of this show outside of you, Finny? I mean, do we have to take him, though? Yeah. No, we do. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Mr. Okay. Producer. I'm sorry. I know you want to play co-host. You have been doing a great job being in the co-host chair. But now we got to go to the guy whose name is on the title of the show, Wes, you texted us about an hour before the show started, something like that. You said, good morning. I want to call in and talk some bleep to you guys. What is the bleep that you want to talk? Hey, nothing, man. Just wanted to say what's up. Wanted to check in, you know, on the Western Walker show and uh, let the people know, you know, we're out here working. I might not be in the studio, but I'm always working. That's all. Okay. So you just, uh, I just want to make sure I get it right. You just wanted to call in and say what's up then? <laughs> Basically, I mean, I do enjoy working with you guys. You know, it is a blast to work with you guys every day. And, you know, I wanted to, to check in and let the people know that we have, of course, Bonnet Boots on the ground uh, out here in Charlottesville, Virginia, going to be doing the color commentary on the CW for Duke in Virginia. So, you know, the texters and everybody out there, whether you love me, you don't like me, whatever the case may be, you know, you can check it out. All right, man. Yeah. So w w real quickly, why don't you give us the, the summary? If I were to read the back of the movie that is the Duke and Virginia football game, what would that summary look uh -huh. like, according to Wes Bryant? Well, just, you know, two hungry teams, Duke trying to increase their win total, get to a better bowl, you know, coming out there, Grayson losses, 
this uh, third start of the year, see what he's got. And, you know, Virginia, man, they've been feisty all year, playing through a lot of adversity on and off the field, man. So it should be uh, a good matchup of game. I expect to go down to the wire. Maybe I might get a viral uh, call and some viral analysis. Uh, Evan Leffler and I were both Wake Forest guys. So, you know, it's Sue being the Deacons on the broadcast. And then, you know, uh, Rebecca Fiorentino on the sideline. So, you know, we're going to be uh, cracking out here tomorrow. So you guys can check it out at 3 p.m. on the CW. All right. Viral analysis. Would love to see it. Fiddy, I feel like if we were better prepared, we would have something for him to say live during the broadcast. Uh, what, what should <laughs> Man, maybe you could say straight fire, but that seems too easy. Is there a saying yeah, here? I don't want to startle Rebecca that's driving right now. I don't want to startle her with a straight fire. Well, no, I'm not I'm not saying it now. I'm saying it during the broadcast. Like if if there is yeah. a as oh, a, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's like a touchdown run, could we say that was straight fire? Like just scare oh, the play-by-play oh, yeah. announcer. No maybe we could get something like that. Um Maybe, oh, this is what I want. I want you to work in somehow. If there is a spin move, you know what you need to say. If somebody spins somebody out of their jock strap, you need to say, oh, man, he was smoking that spin. That's what I want on the broadcast. (laughs) Listen, that's happening. Ever not going to talk so I can make sure he's ready for that. That's happening. I mean, you already know that's happening. Um, All right. So we we can send this to the text line, too. We will text you let you know if there was another good entry. Coach Jeff said he's got to say get off the bus somehow. Um, we're okay. scrolling. We're scrolling. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with some other ones. But I like he was smoking that spin, getting off the okay. bus, straight fire. If you want to work in some Wesson Walkerisms to this broadcast, it would be greatly appreciated. That is great advice. It will happen. And I think I think uh, smoking that spin would probably go viral. I think <laughs> I think it would. Uh, that that one would have as great a chance as any to go viral. Thanks for calling in and uh, checking us out, man. Once again, uh, we appreciate you checking up on us. No doubt, man. I'm going to be watching the Hornets tonight. All the good stuff, man. So, you know, I'm going to be locked in, man. So, you know, just wanted to say what's up to the people and what's up to my guys. All right. What's up, Mr. Wes Bryant? Right. Always locked in. <laughs> Thanks, right. Wes. Good luck on the call, man. All right. No doubt. I like that he called in to check up on us, man, just to see how we're all doing on this football fitty Friday. We only have one more segment to go on this football fitty Friday. Could it be? I saw a text. I don't know if you saw it either. I just saw it while we were discussing Miles Bridges. Could it be a Miss Fonda Friday as well? Maybe we have that coming up. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
more segment to go. It's Weston Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We talked about it. Football Friday, Fitty Friday. Now it is a Miss Fonda Friday. We call her Mama Bryant around these parts. She called in. She has something to say. Mama Bryant, how are you doing? Hey. How y'all guys doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. We're doing better now. We appreciate you calling in. What do you have to say well, today? Well, you know, I listen to y'all whether Wesley's there or not, you know. I, I, I support. Thank you so much for the support. I really And Wes called in, too. You got to hear Wes just call in and say what's up. He just wanted to say what's up to us, so we appreciate that also. Oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't hear that, but I was probably at the hotel. Anyway, I just called to tell y'all something. Number one, I just want y'all to know, because I meant to call in with Mac, because, you know, Mac and those called me the obnoxious cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. So I just want to call in now. It's, uh, Josh and I talked about this. I'm not 100% sold that the Cowboys will beat the Panthers, because I know how that team is. <laughs> I will be a fan 51 years on my birthday on Thanksgiving Day, and they will suck you in. And the minute you start believing in the Cowboys, they will stab you in the chest. So I'm hoping for a victory, but I'm telling you, I, I just don't trust this team. I just don't. Well, I just don't. Well, I mean, Mama Bryant. This is this is a team that I know they lost to the Arizona Cardinals, but also this is a team that has y'all so scared. Fitty has not been talking trash, but one mm-hmm. sentence this entire week. Do you feel the same way as Fitty? And have you started to lay low a little bit? Because I know you are not one to, uh, that is shy to talk trash about the Panthers. No, you know that the Panthers are always going to be the losers on Moorhead. There you Even go. If they look like a Super Bowl. <laughs> they're still going to be a loser. But the thing is with the Cowboys. I just don't really talk that. You know, I'm a realistic fan. I don't say every year we're going to the Super Bowl. I don't start talking about how about them boys. <laughs> I just look at, you know, I just look at them as, hey, this team has disappointed me. They're fool's gold a lot of times, and they're very uh, mediocre. So I don't care. You know, they were talking about how Dackett broke some record. It means nothing if we don't win the NFC championship and go to the Super Bowl. I refuse to buy any Dallas Cowboys stuff until they start winning more than just one playoff game. I'm serious. Okay. I mean, it, so, so I'm just, I, I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I think you and Fiddy are. Yeah. If they lose. I'm, I'm trying to go through my closet now to see what I'm going to set on fire. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're going to oh, go yeah. to social media and then put, hey, but just don't make it a jersey. Just make it the star. Oh, don't no, do it. It's not because, you know, Wesley's bought all my cowboy jerseys, believe it or not. Okay. I've never bought one. But I have this little Dallas Cowboy man. It's like a cup, but it looks just like a Dallas Cowboy player. So I'm going to set him on fire. It's been sitting on my desk for two years. Mm-hmm. If they lose to those losers on Moorhead. I will set that cup on fire and might throw in my beautiful Dallas Cowboy leather and suede jacket to go along with it. Oh, not the leather and suede. Yes, yes, the leather and suede. Mm. All right, so Dak Prescott, if you are listening, then you need to save the cup and you need to save the leather and suede jacket. Their lives depend on you for this. That's Mama Bryant calling in, helping us out right before the end of the show. All right, we appreciate the call in. We'll see how those boys do. Thank y'all guys. Have a good weekend and go Cowboys. All right. (laughs) That's uh, something that you can champion, though, here, Fiddy. You guys feel the same. That Arizona game. I know that this is what the Cowboys do. I know this. But that Arizona game has y'all all all sorts of messed up. 
Oh, I mean, there's, I mean, you went to a team that's literally at the time they were tanking to put, to be in position to get a, a, a top draft pick, mm-hmm. and you go on the road and you lose by two touchdowns to a quarterback who's now in Minnesota. You factor it happened on my birthday. That 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 adds insult to injury. And look, the Panthers get up for the Cowboys. Their fan base gets up when Dallas comes to town. I've seen this story time and time again. So, yeah, there's a little bit of nerves, but I do expect when the when the horn blows on Sunday afternoon that America's team emerges victorious and Greg Olson is just spewing all these great sayings about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys as they improved 8-3. What's the score? Give me a score. 38-7. Oh, you think it's that bad? I don't think it's close. Okay, uh, that that feels like a change from what we discussed earlier. That feels like a change when we talked about when this game gets out of hand. It's the middle of the third quarter. You think it's 38-7. That one's going to be brutal. Yeah. Um, give me, I think, 27-13. Mm, that's go. a loss in our book. Yeah, two touchdowns, but you cover, though. You know what they say. Good teams win, great teams cover. That is true. I do think the Cowboys are going to cover. That'll do it. I hope I'm wrong, though. I hope the Carolina Panthers get the victory, and we talk about how great Bryce Young looks under new play caller Frank Reich. Old new play caller Frank Reich. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Good work out of Fitty helping us out today in the absence of one Wes Bryant. Make sure you check him out in the booth for the Virginia Duke game. Coming up next, it's Willie P. alongside Smoke Ludwig for the Kyle Bailey Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.